You are now entering the Pandemic Podcast. Hi everyone, my name is Malloran and I am an intuitive astrologer. I also work with... um, I am an energy healer and I use Akashic Records, a few other tools um, in my kind of like witchy bag. Would you consider like astrology to be something that's like otherworldly or is it more practical science based? Like how would you explain astrology? Yeah, sure. Um, it's interesting. I mean, I the way I learned, I learned it a very in a very technical way, and I you know studied it in a very kind of academic, um, reading the books and reading the material and looking at constellations and looking at Greek mythology and doing it kind of the old fashioned academic way, and then noticing that I can incorporate that natural. Um, intuition that we all have and that was coming through a lot stronger for me so yeah I feel like astrology is a form of divination I mean historically um, in Mesopotamia Egypt Greece they used um, astrologers and diviners were one and the same um, so it's, uh, it's it's just through um, you know through history and through uh you know, instances with religion and the government where things have sort of shifted. Astrology went underground for quite a while, um, along with, with other divination tools. And it's, you know, having a resurgence, you know, once again. So, yeah, I would put yeah. them in the same category. Mm-hmm. Because didn't they kind of set up things like when the government was first set up, they would do like election days and inaugural days all on like certain astrological alignments or like in cancer you'd be inaugurated like they did follow that and that's recently fallen away from how we structure things mm-hmm. yeah would definitely. you say like how mm-hmm. long ago did we get off the path of like using the stars to kind of pinpoint powerful moments to set intentions or to create things yeah, I would say probably about um, maybe like about 2000 years ago, give or take. Um, the last instance, instances of that being used for, um, well, openly being used, I should say, because I think it still is um, secretly, but I think openly yes. used um, within the Hellenistic period. So that's actually how they um, how they determined who was like going to rule um, pretty much by their birth chart. They would they would get their yes right yes. yeah they, they would get their what they would call it constellations read and they would go up to these mountain tops and um, talk with these oracles and um, yeah they would divine by using the constellations in their chart and also using their psychic ability to say like hey like you are the next king or hey like maybe you shouldn't go into that village or <laughs> um, yeah right like wisdom right wisdom using all the tools that they have in order to be successful or to be safe or to rule with um, equality, things like that. And now it's like we've completely, like now you're considered woo-woo or new agey. If you talk about anything outside of science and math and like facts, right? Like, mm-hmm. so how, how, are, how, how are people um, receiving what you're doing? 
Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, lately, it's, you know, there has been a resurgence, which is great. And I right. mean, I mean, I grew up um, hiding this, I had to hide my tarot cards. Um, I mean, I think I it got out once when I was in junior high school, I told one of my best well, when I thought he was my best friend at the time, and I kind of like showed her my cards. And I told her like, hey, I can like, tell that you know <laughs> your mom is gonna like dye her hair or something something like that i can't remember what i told her and then it happened and she went and told everybody at school and they called me a witch and i was just like never again yeah. <laughs> that, never again yeah. right that witch there's <laughs> words that they can use that bring up so much um like uh history right like if they mm -hmm. call you a witch you're immediately like all right i'm gonna back off of that so but there's a resurgence you say now like and how 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 current is that resurgence? Five mm. years, two years? I would say probably like really, it's had its like peak probably um, maybe like the last two years. I would say um, I, yeah. I've been back in the states about that time, and it's pretty much been along the same time I've been back. Um, in in the UK, it's a bit different. I mean, internationally, I think it's a bit different, but I think US has definitely. Um, um, taken in the sort of spiritualists, um, especially with everything happening. I think it's it's kind of maybe going in, in tune with what's happening so, um, in, in society, culturally. Um, so when we have like this, um, when people are looking for answers and looking for clarity, um, they turn to religion or they turn to you know, spiritualism. They turn to to others to, um, to help them through this. So especially this year, I mean, I've obviously, 2020 has been 2020. So. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but so 2020 has been a pivot point for people to to look outside of themselves or outside of their government for answers or just greater understanding, right? Like moments like this force people to look towards spiritualism or anything that's that's kind of higher than themselves, right? Like mm -hmm. it's like a it's like a push towards that, and it feels like we. There was like a spiritualist movement in like the 20s and 30s, right? There mm -hmm. was kind of like mediums were being accepted and there were like these twin girls who were mediums and people were sort of paying attention. And then like World War One came and then World War Two, And like as soon as wars come or things like that, it, it seems like it pushes us back into this kind of 3D world and we forget about our tools. We forget about our connection to something greater than ourselves. And then it feels like we get lost in what we're in right now, which is like materialism and like you know, science is God in a sense. And, and then it's almost like science and all that has become a cult. And, and if you believe anything outside of that, you're like a weirdo or they can immediately shut you down by just saying a thing like you're a witch or you're like woo woo or you're, oh yeah, you know, like you believe in that. Um, so do you feel like there's a new spiritualist movement kind of coming about in this new energy because we were talking the other day about December 21st and the conjunction and stuff like that and a lot of people don't know that that's happening mm -hmm. you know like back in the day I'm sure that would have been an event that people would have been talking about and gathering and today it was kind of like yeah that if you're on YouTube maybe you hear something about it I mean it was on the news but it was just like oh these two planets are going to be close to each other but there's no deeper meaning to it mm -hmm. do you feel like now like like you said, there's a resurgence. So do you think people are going to start being more spiritual or more religious? Like, what do you see coming? Mm, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> I, um, yes, I feel there is a new spiritualist movement. It's very interesting because you mentioned the 20s. And um, at that time, we were in, uh, Pluto was in Gemini. 
So Pluto, um, as it, it's, a, it's a generational planet. And as it moves through the signs, it, it, sh it showcases what that generation is about, like what their focus is. Um, so at that time, Pluto being in Gemini, Gemini is a very, um, it's a very chatty planet. It's a very sociable planet. It's also the energy of, of you know, kind of this uh, kind of spirituality. I mean, Gemini is not known for that, but, you know, it's expansive. So I feel like that was, you know, an interesting you said about the wars too, because I, I, when you said that, I immediately thought fear. I thought when, when we're in fear, we're in panic mode. Yes, people do go to and look for things outside of themselves, but we have a, what you're saying now, we have this big divide of people also wanting to go back to the way, quote unquote, the way things were for a sense of yes. safety, a sense of um, kind of being, quote unquote, grounded and, and, and what they think is grounded and practical. Um, so you do, I mean, this is what that whole Make America Great movement came from, Make, Make America Great Again, because it was this divide of people wanting to go back into time where they felt safe, but even where maybe it wasn't even safe and in their minds, anything's better than what's happening right now. So yeah, I think they do kind of go hand in hand and that is exactly what happens like you know, when astrology went underground um, in, in held the Hellenistic period was because Catholicism came in and, um, and deemed it because, you know, the, the church wanted power and they saw anything outside of themselves as, um, a, you know, a, a confrontation of that, of, you know, of that power. So they, yeah. they you know, immediately took it down. And that's pretty much, it's, it's always this, like this push and pull. And I've noticed that's happening. And it's really interesting with this current age. I feel like that is exactly what's going to happen. I, I mean, I, I don't want to be the pessimist and I don't want to be like, oh, but you know, but I am an Aquarius and we are ruled by Saturn as well. So we have a practical side as well as a, um, an idealist side, right? So my, my practical side is, is, is showing me that Yes, it's going to be time for hope and it's this spiritual movement is happening. But what we're seeing is a lot of people capitalizing on that. We see a lot of people um, making spirit, the whole spiritual thing of uh, money making um, yep. arena and, yep. um, you know, charging. I'm not going to name any names, any companies in particular, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, charging, you know, $200 for like uh, rose water or something like that it's like that's insane yep this is crazy and but you also have the same thing as well again people trying to like hold on to that tradition because like everybody else is too crazy quote unquote so we're going to have this really interesting divide and Aquarius is all about communities and groups so you will see kind of like these um, fractions of groups happening very segregated it's going to happen and um yeah, I mean, so spiritualism will come up in like, um, like we're almost breaking off into tribes, right? Yeah, that's what I feel. I, I'm, I, and, yeah. Mm -hmm. And in those tribes, you might see more, um, more spiritualism like coming up, more, more, more groups, communities actually paying attention to a conjunction, actually talking about their intentions and what it means and what the energies are, and kind of knowing. You know, like you said in the past, they knew when they had a new leader or something like that, he was born in this sign or this energy. And it just made sense that they, they kind of knew how the world worked above and below, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so I did a reading with you, right? Mm -hmm. And, but I'm already kind of on this because I'm also have a lot of Aquarius energy as we discovered. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm okay. I can think abstractly. Like I, I enjoy having big ideas and big concepts and then boiling them down and seeing the, the, the correlation to my life and reality and all that. 
But I was talking to someone yesterday who was raised in evangelical and actually worked in evangelical movements. Um, and he sees the world very black and white. Mm -hmm. And something happened to him was a very magical kind of a met somebody. The person said some really like prolific things to him. And then the person died yesterday. Wow. So it was like within a month he met this person. It was like she said like things that blew his mind. And then she just unexpectedly passed away. And he couldn't wrap his mind around like, what's the meaning of this? Like, mm -hmm. he was just so black and white about it. Like, I thought this was going to be my future. And now this person's gone. And I was like, this is like a, like an angelic experience that happened. This person brought you messages. Like, it was so like, overflowing with meaning. Mm -hmm. But his mind couldn't get out of the black and white to like, interpret what was coming to him. And so, you know, I even told him, because I told him about our reading, and he wants to to get a, a a session with you because like I even at one point in our conversation, I was like, you've never done psychedelics, huh? <laughs> because, you know, like when you do something or if you are like, you know, you're an Aquarius, I'm an Aquarius, we kind of think almost psychedelically. We can think beyond the veil and we can think abstractly, but he couldn't really wrap his mind around that. And when I talked about like, you know, you could have been born with a purpose or there's, you know, you're like on a path, like he's a, he was a, he's a filmmaker too, which, or, you know, like a, a hobbyist filmmaker. And I said, it's like a script, you know, like your life is like a script and it's, it's, it's already written, but you're actually like, you're the, you're the actor playing out the part and it's kind of roughly written, right? Mm -hmm. There's like an outline. Yeah. And then you can go here and you can go there. I actually told him it's a lot like that old game dragon slayer. I don't know if people remember that, but he did cause he's my age and, mm -hmm. And in that game, you kind of like, it was the first kind of interactive game that was in the arcades. And when you were going down a path, like a light would shine on the left or right side of the screen and it would only be for a minute. And then you would go in that direction. You had to immediately push in that direction. And then it would, then you, if you did it at the right time, you would go to the next level, you know? Mm -hmm. And I told him like, that's what life is like. And, and astrology for me, like getting readings and stuff, it helps me just look at those things in my life. Like, where did I move towards that light? Where did I make that move? Or where is that move coming in the future? Or what does it mean, like, from above, my, the theme of my life? And so he started to kind of understand that his life is more like a movie than just what's happening to him every single day. Mm -hmm. So when you talk to people and you give them this kind of information, do you have people who have trouble receiving this kind of way of thinking because of their black and white religious upbringing? Yeah, I mean, well, and I'm just like, um, my, your friend, I'm sorry for his, his experience. I hope he's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I was just like writing down some notes about this. And I love that analogy with Dragon Slay because I'm not a big, I mean, I grew up in the 80s too. I'm not a big video game person. My brothers were, and I would watch them play. And that was like my, my enjoyment watching other people play. But the only video games I like are the ones where we have choices like that. Um, I think I yeah. think there's one I don't even know the name of it it's like a zombie game and you have to like um, at some, at, you're kind of on you're doing the thing and then at some point they say hey do you want to save this person or do you want to kill the zombie or do you want to do this and it's always like uh which way do I go and it's like the whole game changes when you make that decision and that is a really great and I think that's like a perfect analogy of astrology and or just like our life in general it's like I feel like it gives you the again this like rough outline like a b c d this is what this is what can occur yeah. and then we have free will and i love that aspect as well that we are human beings and we have we're here on earth for this purpose to have that free will and to have that 
opportunity to try new things and um, experience the world. I feel there are no mistakes, none whatsoever. And um, yeah, I mean, I definitely would see it that way. Um, and then you have people who have a hard time. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done like, you know, like tarot readings at events. Um, you know, you get these events, like, you know, if you do it with, like, Michael Kors, or, like, we know one of these shops where it's, like, because it's the in thing, and I, I was doing a ton of those before the quarantine, and, um, you know, I would be at the shop, and then you just have people who are there for shopping, and they're, like, oh, do tarot readings, oh, I've heard my friend do this, let's do one, and there's always, like, you know, one or two people that they try to trip you up, and, <laughs> you know, they, they want to see if you can read their mind, and it's all this kind of stuff, and I'm, like, listen I'm not here for that dude like you know if you want to like take it in yeah. you take it in but at the same time I'm not judging them either it's like you know it is what it is and I know that that's your experience and you know like that is their path and astrology for me has really really opened me up to seeing and giving actually having a lot of compassion for them having compassion for everyone mm -hmm. and seeing that um even people who I maybe not approve of their path like maybe you know I mean I don't want to go to the extreme but I mean everybody, everything that we're learning now is, is, is for a purpose, is for a reason, you know, so even, even the negative things, the challenging things. So yeah, I, it, it gives me a lot of compassion for other people's insight and like really not taking it personally, really just seeing like, okay, that's, that's their journey. It's not mine, you know, and it's fine. Yeah. But I do, I do find that like, I talk about stuff openly, like I talk about spirituality and I talk about past lives and I talk about all this stuff that you would consider woo woo or whatever. I just been doing it for a while and I just at coffee shops or wherever I am, if I'm talking to somebody, I talk openly and I'm not ashamed of it and I don't try to hide it or anything like that. And I'll notice that people will be listening on at other tables and they'll just want to talk more like everybody I'm around wants to talk mm -hmm. about this or is interested in it. I don't really receive a lot of people who are like, not, not, you know, I do get some of the, like, if I'm working with somebody, a lot of men are like, yeah, sure. You can like tell the future, you know, like you can get that sometimes, but then like their wives are like, please help me <laughs> tell me, you know, what's, what's going on. Or like, it seems like women are more intuitive to this kind of knowledge. And, and were women the ones who were like the, the carriers of this information back in the day? Like, in astrology or was it men because men today are like the scientists right like there's kind of this old like all the major discoveries in science you always have men's name attached mm -hmm. to it right but in the back in the day was it a man or like a female or a male kind of uh profession oh that's a good question um i would say that um i wouldn't ascribe a gender to it actually i feel like it's society ascribing a gender and it's based on um I mean, if we're going like going back, I mean, again, I don't want to keep bringing up the church. Um, of course, there are other. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> there are other. The church has a lot of blood it does. on its hands. It does. It, it definitely has a lot of. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we've all conquered each other. We've all kind of taken over lands and that that's just what happens. Right. It's it's the human way. But um yeah, I feel like it's this it's this nature of control and it's it's coming from fear. And I think fear is kind of that leading that leading feeling, that leading emotion that leads people to have a sense of control. Like, you know, you start with men, like, you know, feeling like, oh, well, I, I don't understand. It has to be scientific. Therefore, I don't get it. And I think that's more of a societal that they've been raised to think that way. It's like it's a generational thing, like men don't do this or men don't think yeah. this way. So yeah. I think that's more societal society kind of ascribing and gender is a societal construct. It's not, you know, we're not, you know, ever saying this now, you know, people and you don't have to define yourself with this gender. Um, and that's something that's been 
they're trying to break out of that construct. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting to mm -hmm. talk about constructs because everything is kind of set up like a construct mm -hmm. in our reality. And it seems this new age we're moving into is kind of breaking out of those constructs, even time, right? Even like, like right now and during this quarantine and this pandemic, time has seemed to have, has no meaning when you're not going to work, mm -hmm. uh, right? Like it seems like time is, is a construct as well that is malleable. When you have to get up every day and go to work and then you have lunch, you're really looking at the clock and being like, God, is it lunchtime? Is it over? Am I done? Oh God, I'm late. I gotta get, but now like all of a sudden that kind of went away for some people and they found a lot of relief in that. Mm -hmm. And like you're saying, the gender construct is kind of falling away and the religious construct is kind of like being shooken and people are like kind of turning away from their church. Not the older generation, they still hold on to it. But like the kids, like um, I have a 12 year old, like I don't I don't think even if I took her to church, she would ever swallow that belief mm -hmm. system. You know, I think she would just be like, mm, ah, that sounds so off. Like, I don't really believe that. So it feels like the new generations not, the constructs are not like holding to them. Yeah. They're kind of like rolling off, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, yeah, it's interesting you say that. I mean, yeah, I feel like we're, we're creating this new form of, but I feel like it's human nature to have a construct. So I, I do, I, I'm thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. I'm seeing this change and everyone's kind of like, I get it, you know, the Aquarian age, I, I know it's change happening, but um yeah but that also brings with it another like where people like the human nature we want something to hold on to so if it's not um our parents constructs in terms of what what was traditional we will create something that will be divisive and that's that's just our nature to be honest and um i mean to be fair that is it our nature? Is it our nature to be um, that way? Or is it the way we deal with this reality? Because I feel like my nature, if I was to be left without mm -hmm. constructs, would be to sort of function in the moment and to like the dragon slayer mm -hmm. idea, like literally wake up and feel in my body, what is the next thing I'm excited for? What's the thing that I should be moving forward to like and then it would be like the light the dragon slayer like the light would just be like oh I should I would like to go mm -hmm. for a walk I'd like to get a latte <laughs> I would like yeah. you know I would I do my morning stretches I'm gonna you know I'm mm -hmm. doing that today like what if like our natural state is just to do whatever's in the moment that feels good to us yeah no definitely mm -hmm. and then the constructs feel like it takes us out mm -hmm. of I'm just my my interpretation of it constructs to me is something I've been trying to get out of because it separates me from my intuition, mm -hmm. from hearing guidance happening in the moment, because all constructs take us out of the moment. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and, and divide mm -hmm. us, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, not to say like we should do that at all, but I feel like it's, I think that's the whole thing. I mean, I definitely feel like, you know, the ideal is to have that ability to just kind of be free and do, you know, do what you feel like, almost like, um, I, when you were saying that, I thought of Sims, the Sims game, where it's like, um, <laughs> you're just like these like avatars, like moving through town. And I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Or or, or like the, the big yeah. Lebowski, yeah. right? The dude. I just kind of like, I love that idea. Um, but I feel like, you know, that's the whole, that's the whole thing. And we got to realize like why we're here, why we're on earth. And earth has a different vibration than other, than other dimensions and other planets, right? Other, other, and this is, we're working with the vibration of earth and we're learning lessons within that. And 
being being in this in this um this space on this planet is has its own kind of um lesson with it i know because i'm a let's kind of stick with me for a second listen like it's, this is something i've been thinking about for a while but i feel like you know and i you know people are like oh you know why do we have to go through pain why do we have to struggle where does this come from and i feel like you know this is what we we not that we signed up for struggle we signed up for pain or we signed up for um you know but we have this is where we learned this lesson we couldn't learn it in in on you know in another being a planet on the Milky Way. We couldn't learn it, you know, because maybe we learned different lessons there. But I feel like that that is part yeah. of the Earth experience. This is part of it. And it's really like, I mean, the fact that, you know, thinking in this in oneness, oneness is the is the ideal, but I feel like oneness has to come from within. And I feel like we're all eventually leading into becoming our own gurus, which is why people are like learning about all these different um, sound healing and energy work and different things. And like some things vibrate with other people and some things don't. Cause I think in the long run, yes, we are this collective, but we are first, have, we have to do it internally. Our souls are, um, are here to experience that individually first and then experience that within the collective. So yeah, in term, yeah, that mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, so so Earth is a. I feel I feel like it is. Yeah, I feel like we. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and it's a, that makes sense. And it's in a construct to learn. Yeah, through. I feel like it is. Like you know, if you want to go on vacation, and you want sun, you go to ba Bali. You don't go to um to Aspen. You know, like it's it's you're going to Earth for that reason. We're coming here for this reason, and um, it's never going to be. Yes, I think we would love it to be, and again, this is probably my, my Saturn talking, um, <laughs> to be um, <laughs> ideal. <laughs> and um, even what, like, what is ideal? Because, you know, maybe for someone else, maybe the existence that you feel makes you feel like, like one and feel whole is not the same for someone else. And it could be something similar, but it's not exactly the same. So even that, our experiences are all individual. And it's, it's up to us to figure out where am I here on this planet? What is that individual experience that makes us feel whole? And do you think that that's something we can know? Like, should we know what our kind of life purpose is? Like, like some people like say, you don't, there's no way you can know what happens when you die. And I'm like, I think you can know. I don't think it's supposed to be a mm -hmm. secret. Like, can't we know what our purpose, like when I, you know, when you do readings with people or like you kind of give the overall like, like archetype story to their life. Like to me, that makes my life more enriched and it makes it feel like it has purpose and it makes it more interesting because without that, I see a lot of people who are not connected to anything outside of themselves um, suffer in this world. A lot of people I know right now talk about wanting mm -hmm. to die not wanting to live anymore, being hopeless, being like um, in despair. A lot of people right now are in despair. And I feel like it's because they don't know what's going on and they don't feel like they can know. But with you, what you do, you kind of give this breath of like life to, hey, this is like you were born at a, at, on purpose at this time. What you have is qualities, what you lived in a past life, uh, is now coming forward and teaching you lessons in this life. And then, cause everything you told me inside, I could feel it. I already had this mm -hmm. feeling of what you were telling me that my life had this kind of exile feeling. And now in my forties coming into a more community, like you didn't just give me some information I didn't understand. You told me something I already was mm -hmm. feeling. So don't you think like this is helping people to kind of 
know what happens. Like, you know, somebody I know lost a child in her, in their twenties. And, and from that loss, she went and started to research mediums and she really found out what happens when you die. And she communicates in her own way to her daughter. And that's information that is not hidden from us. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's in plain sight. It's pretty much in plain sight. It's um, and that's the thing you have to almost like like tune that part of your brain on <laughs> to kind of notice it. I mean, I think we we all. Yes. I mean, that's the thing I always tell my students is we are all um, clairvoyant. We all have this ability. It's just some of us have fine tuned it over lifetimes more than others. It's just that you know we're all. A lot of us is just are just remembering what we can do as well. And I love I love that that feeling like when I um have a client and I feel like you know I'm completely I'm very like um, I try to be as open as possible when I'm giving information and I, I read I read the client I pick up on 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 their energy and like you know if they're receiving and if they're not and it's really I always feel like it's not um, it's just for me to tell to you know say how I see it and how it's coming out to me and they can do with it what they please and I feel like it's um yeah, I mean, it, it is really up to the individual. And it, it's re- it's really hard to feel to, I mean, like I said, astrology has really opened me up to seeing that and seeing the possibilities and seeing that, yeah, we have family members and friends and um, people in pain. And, you know, yeah, we can do our part, but there's only, there is a lot of free will in that. There's a lot of will. And of course, there's a lot of environmental and societal um uh, effects as well so I'm, I'm definitely not taking away from that but um you know it's almost like they 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 have to live that experience and that it's really hard to do it's really hard to um yeah it's almost like you know you have a daughter like you know like your you know child goes off and makes a mistake or they fail a class it's like you know you can't take that class for them you have they have to figure out a study style style that works for them they have to figure out okay which Okay, I might not like math, but what what's the thing that I like? And it's like, you know, you can't do that for them. Um, yeah. Because they came here to learn a lesson. And, and it, even if you came here to live a whole life in despair, even if you came here to end your life in suicide, like that's still a valid experience, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You, mm-hmm. and, and to know that you'd lived other lifetimes, like I know that I, you know, at one point was kind of, um, researching the Bible and I was in the, these Christian communities and I go to Bible studies just to have conversation. Um, and there was this whole like YOLO thing they would mm-hmm. talk about, like you only mm-hmm. live once and they believe that literally. And I would say like, that is so scary to me. If, if this is my one shot, if this is that person who is, you know, living in a tent right now and can't really get it together because of drugs and alcohol or addiction or something or child abuse or, or whatever. Um, that person, that's their only life, right? That's it. One and done. Like to me, that's such a, like a, a like a, a narrow way of thinking that causes stress and, 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 and strife in the mind. So I found that just like looking at past lives has helped me to kind of understand, Oh, that, that makes sense. Like, um, everything around us is so intelligent, right? The trees, the way the systems work, we breathe in and out all day long. Our hearts never stop beating. Like how intelligent is the creation of us? So if we were created by something that intelligent, um, I think it can create several lifetimes to experience this reality or whatever this, you know, greater reality is that we receive or come from. Um, 
so I have a hard time with people who narrow it down into like those little boxes and be like, well, this is just one life. It is what it is. When you die, it just lights out. And I'm like, I don't try to convince them, but I'm like, man, that's like such a, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, a narrow sidewalk you're walking on. And, um, and does it really serve you? I don't think, but moving forward, um, can you talk about what the Akashic records are? Like what it means oh, to sure. you? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. So the Akashic records are um, pretty much, yeah, the way I like to describe it. Okay. It's a little bit of visualization here, right? So imagine going into a library. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a big library head, like growing up, that's where I lived, you know, before the internet was a thing. So imagine going into a library into like the periodical section or like the micro, microfiche, microfiche or microfilm mm-hmm. section and just going down this hallway with all these books and information and it just goes on forever. It's just, it's never ending. And you can, you can't even see down the end of the hallway. It's just forever. That's kind of how I, how I see the Akashic Records. It's just, you know, it's the, um, it's a, like a, a library sense, like a database that holds all of our information and our past energies, our present energies, sometimes our future as well. And uh, we working with the ascended masters, um, as well as angels, archangels, our spirit guides, our ancestors. I like to call them, you know, our spiritual team. You know, not everybody is represented equally. You know, some some people have more ancestors than not. Some people have more, um, you know, their past lives show up very strongly. Mm-hmm. And all of these uh, beings, all of these entities, are giving us. Um, direct messages like there there are librarians and they're going in and like we're checking in okay what about past life uh 1410 you know what, what was happening then they can go into the library and they go in the back and they they pull out that that periodical that book and they like you know they show you and that's yeah that's how I kind of see it and yeah it's just it's just a way of well to um, I feel like there's another way to get more information, to have a better understanding of like, so why I might be experiencing this or where is this feeling coming from or how do I deal with this challenge? Um, yeah, I, I, I like to kind of use it in accordance with other other things like astrology or. Um, mm-hmm. So is it like a record of every thing that's happened on Earth, like every life that's been experienced? Yeah, Earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it mm-hmm. kind Sorry, of. Go ahead. Is that what it is? That's what is that? That's only that's the only that's the understanding I've had of the Akashic Records is it's like when you're here, every thought you have, every experience you have is kind of like recorded and it's recorded in these records. And so you can actually tap into those records and see 29 lives ago you were murdered, you you drowned, somebody drowned mm-hmm. you or something like that, right? And then today you have this like unrash you know um irrational fear Mm -hmm. of water and you can't figure it out right like is that is that the benefit to opening the akashic records for people yeah definitely and it 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 encompasses not only earth but i mean other dimensions other lifetimes i mean even dimensions that we're living at the same time um so it it holds everything and i know it sounds probably like creepy like big brother or something like (laughs) everything you do is being recorded um (laughs) but yeah i know even when you like when you say i was like oh wow that does seem kind of in like invasion of privacy or something but um yeah I feel like yeah and it's it's definitely helpful I mean for like for some people um and I feel like that's the thing I feel like um our guides they won't really divulge information if we're not ready for it 
as well. And that's something that I've really experienced heavily that um, a lot of times people would ask questions or I'll have people who are very persistent about certain things. And um, I just get, you know, nothing comes through because maybe they're not supposed to be, maybe they're supposed to let that go and not focus on it. Or for some people, knowing that they drowned in a previous lifetime might be devastating for them. So it's it's probably not good for them to know that maybe there's like another you know we have so many lifetimes maybe there's another reason another way that they can um solve the issue they're dealing with right now um so yeah i've, I've gotten that a lot too where sometimes you know our guides and um you know they they said they know best and a lot of times i see it as well as versions other versions of ourselves we're all part of this it's not like we're, we're like um subscribing to these to these energies that are are you know kind of above us or um like like we we have to come bow down to them. They we're part of them. They're part of us. And I'd see I'd like to keep it as like an equal exchange. Is it's yeah, I, I know it probably sounds um maybe that's even sacrilegious to say. I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say. But it just I that's how I see it. I don't see it as like they are like sitting on this throne and we have to like, you know, offer them cakes and No, I, I, I see I no, mm -hmm. I see it the opposite. I, I understand that they are in awe of yeah. us that our spiritual team or our guides are like, like, wow, you guys stepped into a reality where you do not know if you're connected to mm -hmm. your source. And that choice to take that journey is extremely brave. It feels like on a spiritual realm, like they're still connected. They don't, they know our guides and stuff know mm -hmm. who they are. They know they're connected. They're infinite. They know they never die. We're here in this, earth construct with the idea that maybe there's a god maybe there's mm -hmm. not a god and that that freedom or that free will to even think that existence may end or not even move forward after this lifetime is like a gift that i don't think you can have mm -hmm. when you die i don't think you can have the unawareness of who you really are when you die so this is like such a precious moment to be alive because you're in this 3D world where you could literally not know what you're connected to until you do things like this and you start to, you know, as soon as you ask for guidance or, you know, a sign, it comes like immediately. It's like your friend's been waiting mm -hmm. for you to ask mm -hmm. for a hand, you know, but if you don't ask, you're kind of on your own and that's mm -hmm. valid too in this lifetime because life does end. Yeah. Right. Right now we're dealing with this whole COVID thing and like people are freaking out because people are dying. But dying is such a natural yeah, I mean, thing. People die all the time. That's that's part of, you know, <laughs> it's part of all our the existence. Time. We, we are here to experience life on Earth and then we, we die. It's um, and it's I mean, like you said, people are freaking out because I think it's it's less about the, about for me. This is what I'm feeling. It's less about COVID and it's more about what it's bringing up for them internally. Um, so I feel like, again, leading with fear, right? It's like, what is actually underneath that? Is it, um, is it death? Is it just fear of death that, that is scaring people? Is it the um, fear of not having um, enough money, of being out of a home? It's, I think that is the driving fear. Of course, you know, being sick is, is not pleasant either. And, you know, but, but I feel there's a lot of um, resistance, even with uh, like people and their freedom. It's like, it's, it's where is this, is coming. And even when I see like, you know, things on TV, it's like, I'm, I always go back to, and even when I look at people, I'm like, I'm looking at them and I'm looking, I'm going to try to see through them. 
what am I actually looking at? What am I actually seeing? I go past the anger, I go past the hurt and the, um, like what is actually there? So what do you think about like cruelty and like abuse and like things in life that seem so like, do we really need that child, children being hurt? Like is, what the hell is, the lesson in that, you know, like, do you struggle? Cause I do, I struggle with the darker things in life being like, all right, I get, I get this as a construct. It's earth and you learn and it's fun. Cause you don't know where you came from. And it's kind of like a, a kind of a, a, a hide and seek game from yourself. And, and then you hear about child sex trafficking or something like that. And then you're like, um, I want the mm-hmm. game to be over. Can we end the hide and seek? Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm done. Tapping I'm out. done. This is it. This is too much. <laughs> I'm tapping out. I'm out. Like, I, how do you deal with that? You know, on a spiritual level or just on a human level? Like, how do you deal with the darker things? Yeah, in life? I mean, um, yeah, that's 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 a hard one. Um, I mean, like I said, just kind of really seeing, being open, and that's actually the energy of Aquarius. And this it is not like saying, okay, only the left is right or only the, you know, only the left way of thinking is the right way of thinking. Even when we're moving those binaries, I think this is what we're moving into, removing these, again, those constructs of good or bad or um, defining what exactly we're looking at. And I feel it's, it is when we're looking again, because we're Aquariuses, we do this naturally. The, the We're moving into that collectively where people are not, it's removing that sense of judgment. It is kind of looking at it in an objective way. So I say that to say that, um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be maybe controversial saying this, but um, yeah, I feel like it's, it's that's those souls are experiencing that in this life because they are meant to learn something from this. There is something that they're meant to take on into other, maybe, maybe next lifetime or maybe in this lifetime, not to say that it can't happen this time, maybe, that those experiences, those horrible experiences. Um, and we see this in Chiron in astrology, our wounds are there. So, you know, we all have these horrible things that we've dealt with um, that are debilitating for some people, you know, almost, uh, you know, like you said, some people contemplate suicide and, um, you know, they just can't take it. But, you know, moving through that energy, you know, that person can, can be able to help other people with similar issues um, because they've gone through it, that they've, they've gone through it. Or, um, you know, maybe us giving their money to charity because they like something in them is like has grown from that or has changed from that or shifted within their soul. So I don't know. I mean, I know it's probably controversial. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. I don't even know, like, saying I'm not saying it's good or bad. I, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you because I was watching last night um, this show about this woman who has DID, Disassociation mm-hmm. Identity Disorder, something like that. Um, it's like multiple personality used to be called and now they've kind of figured out and she was abused as a child so severely that her personality fractured off into like Mm. nine different people and they're all at different ages they're like a six-year-old a seven-year-old an 11 year old a 17 year old and they come in and out like and she can actually evoke them sometimes and this is real like she and, and she did this documentary it's like an eight part documentary and at the end they scanned her brain and she went from Jane to the like Beth, who's like seven. Um, and they saw the brain waves change. And like, 
she's trying to teach people about trauma and stuff. But I thought as I was watching it, like how spiritual is this too, that we're multidimensional beings, like several parts of ourselves exist mm -hmm. all at the same time. Right. And like her abuse that happened to her while it's horrible has shown some people how magnificent the mind is and how it protects us and how like we can have these different aspects inside of us. And if we can have that, what else can we have? Past lives, higher selves, guides, you know, like it seems like it's maybe it's opening us up from going to sleep for so long in this energy or whatever it was that we went to sleep in. Waking up is like, however it can happen. If it happens through trauma, if it happens through someone else's experience and you learn from it, it seems to be this kind of, even though it's dark, kind of like magical lesson that's being taught. You know, it's always being taught in some very interesting yeah, way. Yeah, no, I definitely, I love that example. Um, this, this split, this, this like split personality, split energy. I mean, yeah, I mean, her, her experience, you know, although horrible and, um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that she's helping others do this. But again, like you said, it's opening our minds to seeing that, yes, and that's the thing, our souls split all the time. Pluto goes into Aquarius in 2024, right? So we're going to have Jupiter, Saturn also in Aquarius. We have Pluto joining as well we also have the u.s going through its first pluto return in february of next year of 2021 also yeah february 21 so there's a lot of shifts happening here where this aquarius age is not going to be us snap our fingers then it's done we've already been actually in the aquarius and this has already started it's not jupiter and saturn that determines that right yeah. so um Again, I don't want to be like that person that always like, you know, kind of like in putting a damp on people's <laughs> hope and everybody's dancing <laughs> around very happy. But it's like, yeah, we've already been here. This is what we've experienced this year is this foundation shaking. This is a four year. This was like, this is the beginning of that. And we have to go through this experience to be able to say, okay, like, what do we actually want to see change? What do we actually want to see happen? Um, it's, it's, it's all, again, I, I love using astrology for this reason, because it's like, it, it is very much like kind of, it's, it's sort of foretold, but at the same time, we do have free will. I mean, there should have been many civil wars this year, in a sense. I mean, should have. I mean, it's, I feel like, you know, maybe there are civil wars, maybe these are now happening, not just in battle. We're not like soldiers going off into battle, but I think it was a spiritual war, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, internal. There's an internal war happening with a lot of people, a lot of uh, forced dark nights of the mm -hmm. soul, it seems happening this year. Um, just real quick before we end, what what mm -hmm. what okay. is a Pluto um, return? Yeah, I love working with Pluto. So Pluto returns, uh, when we look at our birth chart, um, it's when that planet, Pluto, Saturn, people focus on the Saturn return a lot. It's when that planet takes the, you know, does your orbit all the way around your chart and comes back to the same place it was when you were born. So a Pluto, Pluto takes 249 years to, to go into orbit. So we're never going to experience this in our lifetimes until we start moving into like biblical times when people are like 300 years old. We're not there yet. So <laughs> um, the only yeah. entities that can experience that are countries right or cities or whatever because you know when they're quote-unquote created right um it's documented from that time and then that's when they're born and then we, we we document that from them from that point so the u.s 
is, of course, born technically on July 4th, um, 1776. So 249 years from now, we have our Pluto now returning back into our second house of uh, self-worth and self-value and possessions and money. This is why finances are going to be a really big um, issue next year. This is going to be something that's going to be coming like, what is currency? What is money? Are we going to lose? Are we, you know, is it going to be something where it's not going to be physical money anymore? I mean, we're already, again, this is already, it's already been happening. This is the age Aquarius has already started. We're seeing, you know, uh, Venmo and PayPal and, you know, there's no physical money. I mean, yes, there's money there, but it's all, it's all in the cloud somewhere. It's already started. So with this Pluto return yeah. happening, it's going to, Pluto is all about transformation. It's all about dissolving the ego. That's Pluto's main objective. Pluto is death. It's coming through the town with its, um, you know, with this, uh, I can never say that, the, the, the sky or whatever the thing that farmers use. It's coming in um, to, to kind of like weed out. Mm -hmm. It wants everything, yeah. like whatever, whatever's not serving that, that energy, that, that entity, it wants it out. So this is what Pluto does. And that's what Pluto was starting this year. And probably, probably I think I feel like it started in 2018, to be honest. And Pluto's been steadily making its way towards that when it's, you know, the second house where it was when the America was where America was born. Again, I'm focusing on America. The world as well is experiencing their own, their own shifts. But the U.S. is going through a huge shift and it's going to, it's going to rock everything because its values is going to rock everything that America was built on. And um, yeah, and this is going to going to come to fruition, especially if Pluto and Aquarius happening in 2024. This is this is just the beginning.